God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell me? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when did God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident and I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that Jesus said we'd recognize his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. The heavens declare the glory of God, the psalmist once wrote. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. When we look at the beauty of creation, we see that God is a masterful communicator. But what does that look like when it comes to hearing the voice of the Spirit? How does God's creativity apply when we're hearing God's voice for ourselves? Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, practical theologian, author, and the founding director of God Conversations, a ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. Well, welcome to the show. Today, we are talking with a friend of mine. He's all the way from the UK, and he's actually passionate about communicating, both with people and with God. And he has some unbelievably creative stories to tell about how God speaks. He's also part of a wider leadership team across five congregations of Hope Church in Bromley in Kent in the UK. So welcome to the show, Pastor and Prophet David Shadbolt. So great to have you here. It's so good to be with you, Tanya. Uh, yeah, really good to be with you. Nice and early this morning for me. <laughs> it is. For you, it's the end of my day. I'm about to knock off. But, you know, I was thinking to the time that we met, actually, under unusual circumstances, I think. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, when uh, we were filming, or you were filming, and I was filming the same day. We, and, um, uh, exactly. We, I, I just been asked to review your book. So it's a bit <laughs> one of those like awkward moments. <laughs> Don't you say anything nasty about my book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> but we had so much fun, didn't we? We were filming with Carl really Edison did. and um, just had yeah. a lot of connection, the same heart, I think, for, for hearing Absolutely. God's voice. So it's such a great honor to have you on the show. I should also mention, I read. David's book afterwards as well. And oh my gosh, it totally keeps you on your toes. It's it's called Hello, um, David, This is God. Currently not in print, Hello, David, but about I'm God. to be. That's it. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. To, yeah, we're about to do a second edition. Yeah. I should get the title right, shouldn't I? But, you know, hearing you your story, David, <laughs> um, I'm like, man, I thought my life was a bit on the edge. You are totally on the edge out there. Um, and <laughs> such an interesting story, kind of a business person, entrepreneur, been in the marketplace in design and all sorts of different areas. But so tell us a little bit about yourself for the God Conversations audience. How did you come to be yeah, doing sure. what you're doing now? Well, it's interesting because it really goes back quite a long time and it was very shortly after I became a Christian. And I mean, people say, you know, I became a Christian. For me, it was quite a, a, a dramatic conversion, really. Um, and so my life was somewhat disrupted, let's say. Uh, but there was a couple in the church, Tony and Val, and they took me under their wing. And Tony was a businessman. 
and he said to me I, I didn't know what to do I wasn't sure of direction um some of the things I'd been doing in life were unhelpful I couldn't do those anymore and I didn't know what to do and he said to me read your bible and just ask God every day what you should do and that really struck and so that's what I did I kind of just yeah read the bible and asked God what I should do and and that's how it started that was you know nearly 40 years ago and that's still my thing I, I want to read my bible and listen to God and ask him what I should you know what I should do and um, often it's well just do what's in you know do what's in your heart you know I don't ask him what color shirts I should wear but sometimes he might nudge me to wear a particular shirt which carries a significant message to someone but you know I'm not I'm not kind of asking him every second about what to do but that was that was the milestone that was the first point and then as I read the Bible I started to realize fall in love with Jesus the man and I've got a very vivid imagination and so I almost entered into the scenes and I sort of it was like I started mm -hmm. to sense the expression on his face when he said things or I just I don't know there's just something about tuning in really I guess and then I learned from the Bible that he said I only do what I see my father doing and I only say what I hear my father saying and so that started a sort of a prayer really a daily prayer Lord can I see what you're doing and can I hear what you're saying so that I can do what you want me to do um, and that's really that's my life that's summing up <laughs> it 40 is years of hanging around this this stuff <laughs> it is really simple it is really simple and and you know that's that's how it, that's how it started and then obviously along the way things happen and i guess one of the sort of major things was that as i started to do that i found myself you know some days having a thought i should do a particular thing and I would kind of do it. And I started to speak to Tony, my you know, the guy who took me under his wing. And I said, how do I, what, like, how do I know if it's God or not? Obviously, you know, that's an obvious question. And he said, well, go with it, unless it's, you know, illegal, immoral, you know, all the, go with it and see what happens. And so it's a real freedom, even in my very early days, given to me just to explore and discover and, and, what does this relationship look like? And so that was really my kind of foundation. And, and as I said, it's what's carried me through. So whenever I get to a point where I'm like, hmm, you know, life gets a bit complicated, you know, obviously, you know, marriage, children, et cetera, et cetera, you, you, you come back to that basis, which is, well, hold on, you know, <laughs> read the Bible, <laughs> ask God what you should do is a good way to live. <laughs> And yeah, I've, as yeah. a result of that, I've seen incredible things happen it is um, really in my simple, own life and the life of others. I, I, I think so. Jesus think said, so. my people recognize my voice and they follow. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Just that, hear God's that, voice. And that is it. Follow. Exactly. It's interesting. Follow. I was reading I, something um, this morning about Abraham and how when God called him, he didn't barrage him with a whole bunch of information. He just said, come on a journey. Let's go. Follow me. Same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Come to go to a land, yeah. I'll show you. And just yeah. starting on a journey. So looking back on your journey, obviously it's been many years now. Were there any pivotal mm. points where the Spirit spoke to you and that directed the course of your life? Mm. 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, I just if I just rewind a little bit to one of the milestones in those early days, because what I found was that um, God started to teach me the different ways he was able to communicate. And I'm still learning now, all these time later. But there was one particular moment where, uh, you know, it's a few weeks after I'd become a Christian. And I was just falling in love with this Jesus more and more and more as I read the Bible, saw what he did, saw how much he loved people and knew how much he loved me and how much he was transforming my life. And and I had the thought I should go to a particular station, which is on the other side of uh, London. Um, and so it's about, you know, I guess, 45 minute journey. And so i was like well why am i thinking about going to this station because i don't think of going to that it's a very very busy station like a terminus you know and but i i, I thought well tony said read your bible ask him what you should do if he's not immorally legal then go and do it it's like oh okay so i thought well i'll go to the station and i i sort of yeah, i was excited because i thought well i'm on a mission i'm on a mission you know and and uh but when i got there it was almost like <laughs> like i was just sitting there thinking what am I doing here? I, was, I remember sitting on the bench thinking, what on earth am I doing here? I really think that I was supposed to come. And I'm, you know, even in those days, like, have I missed you? Did I miss here? Did I? And I'm sitting there, and as I'm just sort of starting to beat myself up a bit, to be honest, it's the the, the, the most amazing thing happened. In at the time, it was just weird, <laughs> but do you know, like in the wedding photos, where you get that lovely soft focus? Well. Everything in the station, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people moving around, everything became like a soft focus apart from one person. And it was so obvious to me, he was the one I was being drawn to, if you like. And I was like, what do I, what do, I do now? You know, I, so I just thought, well, I'll just tell him that Jesus loves him and he loves me and he can, he can, his life could be changed. Yeah, I, I mean, I was so naive in those days. I'd have possibly done it a slightly different way. But I just, as I was walking over to him, this policeman came over and he's been causing some trouble and was about to be moved on. And uh, I remember just this confidence and boldness sort of hit me suddenly to speak to the policeman and say, it's okay, I've got this. And I'll, you know, I'll look after him sort of thing. And so we went and sat on a bench and I just said, Jesus loves you. He can change your life. And the guy just started to cry. But even now I'm feeling the moment. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. So out of all of these people, God led me to that one person. This is another way he wants to communicate to me. Mm -hmm. he, he can draw my attention to specific things. So I came back and I told Tony and he said, wow, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, what else, what, what other ways can you learn? So I'm so, so grateful for Tony and Val, who just took me under their wing and coached me in this stuff. And I was learning things that they did they had not experienced themselves, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was a real milestone for me. And and that, so when things like that happen, you just see, oh, my goodness, this is, you know, this isn't me making it up, which often you do have that thought. Um, and then more things start happening. And because your confidence grows. And I think that's the thing we we you know, we start out with those kind of baby steps, don't we? But God does want our confidence to grow. There's an incredible uh, Bible verse, and it talks about, you know, if if your gift is prophesying, you do it in accordance with your faith. 
And if your primary gift is, you know, really hearing God and using that to bless others, then do it according to your faith. And if your faith is growing, then therefore the gift should be growing. And that's why I kind of, another thing, it's like, I, I never want to stop growing, Lord. I mm. never want to stop growing. Mm. And that has taken me on some interesting adventures. And some creative adventures, I might add, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We were, when we were talking about, you know, recording a podcast, one of the things that comes out of your story is the incredible creativity of God mm. and the way that God communicates, a masterful communicator and i would concur with that but you've got some pretty amazing experiences of god communicating with you in creative ways i think yeah i mean the thing is that some of the th ways he, he communicate he's so good at communicating but one of the primary mm. ways he communicates is visually because you know two-thirds of the world are you know visual learners and so why wouldn't god communicate to us visually but the, the the other thing with when you get when you communicate visually is that there are different interpretations and so you know you have to learn those sorts of things and i think so so but there have been times where particularly where i've got more recently my well, last recent last de decade or so praying a lot with businesses and asking god you know listening to god for businesses and business people um he often speaks to me visually and that's the way that you know he communicates to me and one particular thing comes to mind when i was um <clears throat> being asked to go to pray for a business guy and his name was martin and that's all i knew and when i was praying in the morning i just had this sort of phrase if you like another way god communicates is through puns and jokes almost you know, phrases you, you, it's the bible's full of it if we if we really get to grips with it um and I just had this phrase, Martin, smarting, parting, starting. And so unless I've understood a little bit more about the way God, I'd have thought I'm doing a bit, and I'm going a bit weird. <laughs> but because I was like, so I said, Holy Spirit, is this you? It feels like you. It's There's a peace around it. Um, so, you know, anyway, I didn't get an answer, really. And then um, I got a picture, and the picture was of a pirate. And it was as though the Holy Spirit was saying to me, what do you see? And this is very, in the Bible, often people are asked, you know, they're shown something and they're mm. asked by the Holy Spirit or an angel, what do you see? And so I said, I see a pirate. What's his name? And I'm like, uh, so I thought of um, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Captain Sparrow sort of thing. And it was almost like, no, no, it's not that. It's like, oh, what is it? And I realized it was Treasure Island. And in Treasure Island, there's a character called Long John Silver. He's the chief character, if you like. And as I looked at this picture, I was like, oh, yeah, Long John Silver. And then I, I kind of heard the words. That's right. John is a pirate. He's long gone. And he's got he's gone long with the silver and he's long gone. And I'm like, so there's this pun after pun after pun. And I wouldn't start here. This is after many years of kind of trying to understand some of the ways he communicates. But what was so amazing was when I got to the place and I, I started to share some of these things with this guy. Turns out Martin's business partner is John. And he and John had had a massive falling out. And John had moved to another continent, let alone another part of the country. And had, but they, they had to stay together because they're working on big large scale building construction projects 
for some pension funds. And so they had to, they had to stick together because otherwise they'd have both lost everything. So they were forced to stay together, even if they couldn't even stand being in the same nation together, let alone the same room. And God just came in with this, this word. And the, the word was, Mar and I said to Martin, Martin, you're smarting, which is actually an old English word for unforgiveness. Wow. Bearing a grudge, unforgiveness, which I didn't know at the time. I didn't know what it meant, but as in the moment as I spoke it. And then Martin, you're smarting because of a parting. And I'm here today with your pastor to declare a new starting. Wow. And he just started. You could just sense just that sense of peace and also God piercing a boil. Mm. But in a really playful way, you know, because mm. there was a real tension, as you can imagine, you know, lots at stake. And God came in and just playfully and said, look, I can deal with this with my pinky. And we did. And from that moment, wow. their relationship changed. Eventually, they came together. And one of the other things that uh, happened was that when they actually got to their big uh, close and they managed to make a really quite significant sum of money, um, they agreed to give quite a significant amount to a youth ministry. Amazing. So, yeah, I mean, obviously that doesn't happen every day. I don't want people to think that. But I think to hear those stories helps us to know there's a sort of trajectory of learning that and a trajectory of where God can take this. And it can start with something as simple as pick up your socks. You know, it can start with something as simple as could you please call Doris? And you don't know why. And you just you just call her at just the right moment. She's about to, you know, go into hospital. She's about to have a different, difficult conversation with someone. It's that. I, I, I just start. I love Very the simple. way thinking back at that story about Martin at how God tailors the message for the situation because it could have been really heavy because God could have said, "Hey, you know, come with a sledgehammer," and but the Absolutely. Holy Spirit finds a way and this is the beauty of communication isn't it i have to say i agree mm. with you i've learned a lot about human communication by listening to how god works and the way that he phrases things sometimes very gently sometimes strongly sometimes yeah. with a rhetorical question sometimes with one yeah. word when you were when yes. you were talking um about that pirate story i, I kept thinking about jeremiah and if you which is what you were saying God speaks to Jeremiah and says, what do you see? And he says, I, have, I see the branch of an almond tree. What does that mean? Mm. And the Holy Spirit explains that, that God is saying, I'm watching over my word to see it fulfilled. When I speak I, I, in a promise, I'm going to watch over it to make sure it doesn't return empty. It's going to happen. I'm watching it. And the point of the almond tree, the branch of the almond tree, is that in the Hebrew language, it sounded like the word for watching. So it's a pun. It's a word play. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's this kind of riddle slash the joke Bible's slash, full of it yeah absolutely so clever absolutely. isn't it yeah the beautiful yeah. creativity yeah. of god i remember when i went through a season where um i couldn't sort of hear him in some of the ways that i'd been recognizing and i was a bit of a it was a bit of a dry time it was like oh my goodness i i you know have i done something wrong because <laughs> i was so i guess familiar with it if you like and and um I, then I heard someone talking about how they would put, like they would like 
share things with people of their names they'd use their names and god would give them insight and a, a pun almost and i i was like oh thank goodness i don't do that and then of course <laughs> that's when you get <laughs> guess what happened uh, i remember the first time i was somewhere and and uh lost this asking him his name i'm like what's your name mike ah mike Mike, the microphone, God's going to amplify your voice. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, no, I'm doing the thing. Now. You're one of them. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm one of those. But So now it's just one of those, I guess, the kind of um, tools in our toolkit, you know. Um, Who knew yeah, that hearing but... from God could actually make you more creative as well? We're talking with David Absolutely. Shadbolt all the way from Thank the you. UK. David runs a very unique ministry, a school of prophecy, but has an incredible story and history of hearing God's voice in creative ways. We're going to hear more in just a moment. Did you know that dreams and visions are the most common way God spoke in biblical history? And God still speaks in this powerful and creative way today. Of course, not every dream is from God. So how do we know when it is? And how do we understand the strange scenes that appear in our dreams? The globally renowned God Dreams online course answers these questions and more. It includes six teaching videos, a downloadable study guide and interaction with the God Conversations team. We've kept the price super low to make it accessible to everyone. Be equipped to hear God's voice in dreams and visions. Register today at godconversations.com forward slash courses. Welcome back to the God Conversations podcast. So great to have you here. And if you're enjoying this conversation with David, I encourage you to get the word out. We're very passionate about the God who speaks back and the beauty and creativity of a God who knows our hearts and has a lot to say. His words don't return empty as we've been talking. David, I love some of your stories. So tell us more about this connection between communication and the human communication and God's communication. We were talking earlier about God's communication, first of all, revealing his creativity and then equipping us to be better communicators. Yeah, I think that um, I think the most amazing thing that I've really learned about God is that he wants to communicate to people where they're at. And I think that, you know, Jesus is the ultimate illustration of that because he could have come as anything in the sense of god could have done anything obviously he came as a man because he needed to to come to the cross because he had to be a sinless man you know we understand that theologically but just the the the, the communication in that that he made the greatest effort to come as something that we recognize that we can relate to and so one of the things particularly it's really helped me with is understanding that actually the context in which I'm speaking is really important. So, for example, you know, if I'm talking to a, a church, I can I can use church language, I can shortcut, I can use jargon because people get no, they understand what I mean. But if I'm talking outside, uh, and one of the things we sort of particularly teach people is to essentially de-jargon yourself um, so that you become bilingual almost. So in in you're able to talk to 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 you know Christians and and those that are yet to be Christians or those that perhaps don't really understand this stuff and but they love God but they've perhaps not ever been exposed to this and you want it to be as normal as possible for them to uh, be able to embrace it and and uh, you know be okay with it and 
so I think that that's one thing that's really helped because I think that God is, he's so good at understanding, he, he knows our lives, doesn't he? He knows every single thing about our lives. He knows when we're born, he knows when we die, he knows what's happened in this part of the world, he knows what's happened in this bit of geography, the bit of geography you're sitting in, he knows what happened there exactly 100 years ago, he knows exactly what's going to happen there in 53 years, 10 days and 28 minutes. He knows all these things. So all that, all that common knowledge, and I think this is where it gets a challenge for us because there, it's almost like there's so much. Well, what does he want me to hear about? What does he want to do? And so I think the context of our lives is really helpful and to understand that he will speak into the context of our lives. Mm. Mm. So, for example, most of the time, for me, Jesus speaks to me about quite simple things. He he doesn't talk, and small things, because, but I understand that the small can become extraordinary in the hands of our God. So I don't, I don't despise the day of small things. And actually, if I stay in small, that's okay, because that's just the way he uses me. Other people might have words for nations or whatever. That's never been the way he's really used me. There have been significant things. And I think everyone thinks there's this model that we have to attain to. And again, I think that's because we've lost the, we're, we're more interested in, we've got to bring this massive change. We, we, we've got to hear God to bring all this massive change. And God's just saying, well, hold on. No, I just want you to bring things in a way that reveal me. And because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He'll reveal the Father, you know, and it's almost like there's a, there's a chink in the armor <laughs> that, 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 that this, this, gift can get through we see about it in corinthians and again great thing about communicating because they he talked paul talks the apostle paul he talks about you know don't all speak in tongues because no one will understand what's going on but if you will prophesy the secrets of the hearts will be laid bare and people will declare the living god is among you the living god he does he he there's something there's something about mankind there's something in creation that god has put in place that that has got almost a this is the way into people's this is one of the main ways into people's hearts actually revealing the secrets of their hearts and then they actually realize that god is no longer historical he's no longer a, a god of the you know the dusty bible only he's also one living and among us it does something in creation that, that reveals the Father. You know, I think when you start to hear the Spirit, you realise that the Spirit is deeply personal and deeply individual. And I think to understand, as you've said, to understand how the Spirit works based on how Jesus worked, Jesus incarnated himself in a human body and spoke you know, Aramaic, you spoke the language of the people, that the Holy Spirit does the same thing. And I, I think I was having yeah. a conversation recently on a training course with about three different people, and I said, has God ever rebuked you? And then how? And we went around the room, one person said, oh, yeah, God, it was like he yelled at me. And another person said, oh, yeah, he, he you know, gave me options. Another person said, he asked me a question. And I, I, I was just reflecting on mm. that, thinking, well, We've all got different personalities. Some of us need to be yelled at. <laughs> For me, I you know the Holy Spirit only has to look at me one way or say one word and I'm done, you know, I'm on the floor repenting. Um, but again, the same outcome, you know, a form of correction, but in a very different way. Hmm. 
and yeah. the beauty of God to know our our personalities, our stories so well to tailor his words yes. to us. That's, absolutely. That's a God who knows us. It's so yeah, absolutely. And then it just it makes that impact, doesn't it? It's like I remember, yeah, one of the comments that uh someone sort of well over the years i guess you've heard it as well but particularly those that don't yet know christ who come around this stuff if you like how do you know me how do you know me how do you know me it's like i don't know you but the one that made you knows you yes yes you know secrets of the heart once i was ministering yeah i was ministering in canada and um they uh they got a group with sort of addicts and stuff and all sorts of different types of addicts and i used to love hanging out with them because i just did <laughs> but there was one one girl and uh i i bought her a prophetic word based on something that i used to do when i was little and god just brought this to me uh how i behaved in a particular way and i basically said i told her that's what she did uh, exactly like even to the sort of size of the tree in her garden you know and it was only i was just recounting what i used to do because that's what i felt the holy spirit saying and she just literally it was one of the few times i've been sworn at while i was prophesying to <laughs> she said how do you how do you beat beat know me how do you beat beat she just couldn't get away like yeah. that, I, that that i knew her and that's the secret i think of the tr true heart of god when when we say things and people respond how do you know me mm. and mm. that's what Je that's how jesus was wasn't he yes nathaniel how do you I, know i wonder so how do we be more open to the creativity of the holy spirit then perhaps there are people listening and they've mm. only heard god speak this way perhaps it's only been as if yeah read the bible or you know maybe it's just been in a few words or a hunch how how do we mm -hmm. be more open to the possibilities that god is more creative than we could imagine that's a really good question so i would say that a really simple thing you could do is just grab an object so you don't have to you don't have to make something up just grab an object because we know that all things are made for him through him and by him so take an object and just look at it and so i've got like a pencil here and i'm just looking at it and i will just i just start to look at it and i'm saying okay holy spirit can you just stir up my ability to hear you as i look at this so he's you we're using something very simple very practical nothing scary and just start to think and ask the Holy Spirit to stir up that ability to hear him. And then just be quiet, look at it. What's the, what, how, how heavy is it? What color is it? It's transparent. What's the use of it? You know, and you start to just do this and just by doing that on a regular basis, will just start to help you. It stirs up that gift. We're, we're told to stir up the gifting and how do we do that? How do we do that? And I think this is a really very helpful. A, a lot of people over the years I know have really found that very helpful. Mm. Something mm. very simple, just take an object. Now, that object is not speaking to us. So that's the kind of new age thing, you know, the object speaking to us. We're not talking about that. We're talking about as God, as we use our natural eyes to look at something, 
in creation, then God can start to stir up that gifting in us to, to hear his voice. A bit like if you look at a tree or a sunset, uh, you start to get filled with that sense of, you know, wonder or awe that you look at a sunset or a tree, the different seasons a tree goes through. Or you look at the sea, the ebb and the flow. Life is an ebb and a flow. It doesn't always just flow all the time, does it? It's like an ebb and a flow. You know, looking at this pencil, I'm, you know, if I was thinking that, the obvious thing is writing. But actually, what is there more about it? Well, it's green, which is, you know, significant possibly. And this is where symbolism and stuff like that helps. About new growth, maybe. But actually, on the end, there's a little eraser. Maybe God's saying, that there are just some things are it's only small though so maybe that it's like oh yeah i just there's some things small things i need to just you know maybe raise in my life and then i'll have new growth just me so it's very simple and no one uh, needs to know really what you're doing just just do that explore discover and then just see and they say well maybe share it with a friend but i was just looking at this pencil and we had someone the other day uh, on one of our schools and we did we did this exercise and she was so impacted by it that she works in a university and she decided that um she'd asked god to communicate to her about someone that she, at university so she she got this picture and the picture was of a bunch of keys or a key so like she didn't want to go and do a weird thing and go hello i've got a picture of a bunch of keys in a totally out of context thing but she did manage to say to her, um, oh, you see this key? Could you just hold it? And she actually she'd illustrated it using her keys, physical keys, with this girl. And this girl was like, that's a major. Just, um, just as you're doing this, I'm just thinking, there's some, this is not a Christian she's speaking to. She's saying, there's some things I need to open the door and let out. And then I need to shut the door and make sure they don't come back in. From yeah. from zero to revelation, yeah. Just because this person stepped out with something so simple, so yeah. I hope that helps some of your listeners to yeah. just have a just start to explore and discover and have a go. You know, I think um, I think it's really important yeah. to understand that God speaks in um, the realm of our imagination and in that space in our mm. minds um, with that creative inspiration and the line where human imagination and divine inspiration is where is that line and perhaps you know what you're doing there is you're opening up the door to the human imagination which then opens the door to divine inspiration perhaps does that make sense because you're switching on something yeah. in within us to connect with the spirit realm and in a world that perhaps in the western rationalistic world which shuts that down quite quickly and almost mocks it sometimes too i think that's where the yes. challenge is yeah one of the things yes, that i've right. been that... yeah sorry go ahead david no you carry on one of the things i've been reflecting on is an image in the book of revelation which is as more creative than you can imagine if you've read it of late but john is taken up in a vision and he sees the throne room of heaven and the throne of god but um around the throne 
is four creatures. They're four creatures. They've got wings and they're half human, half animal, very odd-looking creatures. But the thing that uh, distinguishes them is that they're covered in eyes and there are eyes all over their wings and under their wings. And God has been speaking to me just personally about eyes to see, to look, to watch. Mm. Uh, I was reflecting on your story that you shared at the beginning about the man at the station. You you almost, when you connect with the Spirit, God gives you eyes to see things you wouldn't only see and what yeah. He sees and invites you into that space and perhaps yeah. receiving more of God's creative communication is about, first of all, having eyes to see and opening our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, I mean, one of the work, well, we do two sort of main workshops to just get people kind of moving. And one is this object that I spoke about, but the other is a photo. And we get everyone to just describe the photo and then sort of go deeper into it. And then to start to, you know, understand, okay, God actually is speaking to me about these things already. But now I'm looking at that, I'm realizing it. And there's that sort of, you know, connection almost. Um, and people are astonished by how, how, powerful it is i think that people are so afraid it's like oh, am i forcing it it's like oh you know god doesn't force anything and i think that he does tell us to stir it up he does that's the thing and people are not used to how do i stir it up or should i stir it up and so i just want to encourage you out there if you're listening to this just ask god to stir up your ability to hear him all sorts of creative ways Mm. And uh, there are lots of ways you could do that. Tanya, amazing. I love that. Thanks, David. Thank you for sharing from your creative experience. <laughs> so many stories to tell. <laughs> you know, the beautiful thing about listening to God is it's never boring, in my opinion. <laughs> if someone wants to connect no. with you, David, how would they find you? Well, the easiest way is just go to schoolofprophecy.org schoolofprophecy.org and um, they can connect with us there Beautiful. there's a form there as well if, and that's probably thanks the for listening way. to God Conversations yeah. with Tanya Harris if you really love to the develop next your episode prophetic by gift to the show on your in these beautiful podcast. creative ways I encourage and you to connect with David he's a, he's a good so man and a godly man and it was has never meant to be a one way impact both in the UK and around the world so thank you again 